guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Rider Realities Podcast. Today, I'm here with Esther Ryder and Ashley Beaudry, and we're going to be talking about what you can expect if you are wanting to buy a manufactured home. So, Ashley, we had you come on because you have done several of these lately, and you have become our resident expert on manufactured homes and the financing, and a lot of that was just through your own research and helping your clients, which is great how you went above and beyond to get everything answered. So you've become our resource. So we wanted to bring you here. So let's start with, you had a listing that was a mobile home and a mobile home park. That's kind of how all of this started. Mm -hmm. So if you have somebody looking for a mobile home that they want to buy, what would you say to them first? Which is what we tell all of our buyers first. We'll get pre-approved. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of a trick question. Yes, get pre-approved. And why is that so important, Caitlin? It's important because your options when you're buying a manufactured home are different than your options when you're buying a traditional home. The manufactured homes are more like a car sale if they're not on a foundation or if they're in park setting, and that changes the options you can have. Do you think that your seller realized, because it sounds like when they bought it, it was a relatively smooth transaction. They bought it new, I believe, correct? Mm -hmm. So straight from the manufacturer, Mm -hmm. which I think might be a little bit of a smooth process that manufacturer presumably helped with financing. Were they surprised that not all banks financed mobile homes? What was their thought there? Yeah. I mean, we were all surprised Mm -hmm. because also we were kind of hoping to use and reach out to the lender that they were dealing with, but there was like a shift in name with the companies and things like that. And then they weren't offering that. So we had to like start from square one where I had to use my resources and talk to actual management offices at other parks to see what they could offer me and advice when it came to lenders and banks that did that if there wasn't in-house financing on the park. And you did a great job of reaching out to people who would be a good resource. And so that's when we found out about like kind of the in-house financing that some mobile home parks offer and what would you say to people looking for that? I guess the main thing would be that not every park does it. Did you find it was more bigger parks or just certain parks? Or did you not really have a, was there not really an easy answer for that? Not really an easy answer, but the woman I spoke with that shared that with me, the reason why she told me they switched to in park financing was because people were having such difficulties finding lenders and banks that would finance for a manufactured home there. So I know that's why they made the switch, but I didn't really look into if it was bigger parks or whatnot providing that. So your buyer was that that purchased the mobile home was eventually able to get financing for their mobile home at a bank. Yes. 21st century is well known for financing for manufactured homes and parks. And their down payment was at 20%? Yes. Okay. How long did it take to close it? Was it kind of the same time frame as a traditional house sale or was it shorter or longer? I want to say we were pretty close to the average close. We had some hiccups and stuff when it came to paperwork and things like that. But otherwise, we stayed in the 30 to 40 day range. So the other thing that not a bad thing is just a lot of the mobile home parks, the buyer has to be park approved. So Mm -hmm. what did that look like for for you guys? What did they ask? Was that a requirement for for your sale? How did that look? Yeah, they had to fill out an application 
with the park. I personally do not recall at the top of my head all the questions. I just kind of like glanced it over and sent it to them, to the buyer, and they filled that out and they sent it on their way to them and they went through it to get it approved. I have a question. <laughs> Did you have an appraisal on your transaction? For the manufactured home, was there an appraisal? Yes. Okay, so I also did a deal that was had that appraisal too. And ironically, they actually sent Skipco auto auctions out to the car to do the appraisal instead of your traditional mortgage lender appraisal. Was that the case with yours or was it a normal? I honestly don't know who specifically went out to do the appraisal, but I do know that there was an appraiser out there. Okay, interesting. So what bank did your people use? Oh, you put me on the spot, Esther. <laughs> I cannot remember, but it was a credit union that they had already been members of, okay. and they applied for more of a recreational vehicle type loan. Oh, that's a good avenue. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah, that's how they're So structured. I'm assuming like a local small credit union. Yes. Okay. So anything else before we move on to uh, Mobile Home Beyond Lands, anything else that you wanted to touch on with it being in a park? Not in regards to loan applications or anything like that. Okay. And I love that your sale was successful and everybody was happy and they all have their new places and that's awesome. Yes, it is. So now let's move on to our manufactured home that's on land. So I guess the the thing that I would say just in general is I think a lot of people assume that if it's on land that's owned, that it is the same kind of financing as a traditional house. And that's not always the case. There have been several that I've seen where it was on land and the bank wanted to finance it as land because again, it was more of a recreational vehicle, so to speak, camper or whatever for the, for the manufactured home. Okay. So now we're going to talk a little bit about a manufactured home on land. I remember meeting with somebody a few years ago and they had a garage on their land and they had like an acre of land. Their mobile home was on it. Manufactured home was on a double wide. And I knew that it was going to be a concern because it had skirting around it. So that was that very easy way to tell it is not on a foundation. It's not set there permanently. And I tried to convey that this was a, an estate sale. So lots of different siblings involved. It ended up that I don't think they really thought I was right. And they went to a bank to get financing. And sure enough, the bank was like, explain that exactly what I had said. So if you are interested in one or you see one, if it's not considered a permanent foundation, it's going to be that same kind of scenario that Ashley had with one in the mobile home park. It's more of a financing of the land. But if it's a double wide built on a foundation directly from an email I'm looking at from one of our lenders, then it would qualify for your other loan types, your conventional, et cetera. Who wants to add anything? Does that also count for FHA and USDA? All right, here's my disclaimer. I literally emailed him and said, if a mobile home has been converted to real estate, can it go FHA and USDA? Actually, I said hi first to be friendly. And he said, yes, but it has to be a double wide built on foundation. So I am deferring that answer from my email to the lender because I'm not a lender. But yes, that's what he was saying. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're only able to finance the land, what does that contract look like? 
or that financing options. Yeah, I'm, I don't even know. Well, you're well, 20% down. Right? It would be, but a lot of times in that case, it's special financing. So you're going to have, so there was one that one of my clients was interested in. And I called the agent about financing because I knew and he knew from his experiences that it could be an issue. This was a mobile home that had been added onto, and it had a nice garage. It had a lot of nice features, but it was not converted. What actually she even said that it would have to be like a small bank with in-house financing, and that's what it was. It was a local bank that financed it with maybe, you know, three offices or branches, and they did an in-house loan. So the in-house loan met an adjustable rate, which took my guy out. He didn't want to have that, but it that's how it had to be financed. If it's a unique situation like that. But if you're just financing land, that's 20% down. It's just a little more complicated than we're going to get into here as realtors. I think the bigger thing is to know that the financing looks different and to find a bank who's going to do that financing. Agreed. And one way to do that is to know up front, is it on a permanent foundation? Has it been converted to real estate? At least in the county that I live in, we can look on the auditor's website and it will show if it's been converted or not. And you can look that up very easily if it's been converted to real estate. So I guess just like everything else, the main thing is, okay, here's a little bit of tidbits to make you realize there's a difference. So that way, if you have a bank approval for an FHA loan, and then you find a mobile home that you just love in a mobile home park, we're giving you enough information for you to see that, okay, that's not going to work. So now I'm going to call my bank, see who they would recommend for financing, or I'm going to let my realtor know and she can help me find financing because you actually were the reason your person was able to find financing because you did a lot of legwork to find a bank that would make that happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that instead of trying to do it on our own as buyers, it's talking to our realtor to have them help us or talking to our lender and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Will that work? I think that the key is always Communication, communication. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. So let's just, I always like to tell stories. I remember when I took real estate classes, the thing that helped me learn the most was people's stories. So people who were teaching the class. I remember we had, I was a place out in the country and they were super excited because it was in their budget. It was a double wide and we were not able to get it financed because it was, we could not find the HUD sticker. It had been remodeled and some different things and so the kind of per- financing my person could do, it didn't work. We were like very, very, very close to close. Everyone was expecting this to close. And the listing agent had been an agent forever. I mean, he was such a good agent, so wise, so smart. And even he did not know that a double wide converted to real estate on land still has to have that HUD sticker that you were talking about earlier, Ashley. Mm-hmm. And it did not because those were on mobile homes from 1978. And later, and maybe in the mid-70s, they missed it by just a few years. So literally at the very end of the transaction, they were not able to get financed. Not because there was anything wrong with the, the home or their financing, but the financing didn't connect even though it was on land because of that HUD sticker. And sometimes those suckers hide. Sometimes they say, mm-hmm. oh, it's in a cupboard, it's in an electric panel, and you're trying to find it in all these random places. Have you? Was your sticker easy to find when you were selling these? Honestly, I had to have my sellers look for it. And I was going to state on here, <laughs> Caitlin and I actually looked at each other because we talked about the HUD sticker before we started mm-hmm. recording. So I was just going to add in there for anyone that doesn't know what that means. It has the year, make, size, and serial number of the manufactured home that you're looking at. But to get back to what I was saying, 
I honestly don't know where they found it. I had to message them to send me a picture of it. So yeah. I don't recall where they actually found it for me. And I think when they're newer, it's easier. Like your mobile home was a newer one mm-hmm. because, you know, if it's 25 or 35 years old, they might have done remodeling or redone kitchens or whatever. And then you're like, ugh, where do I even start looking? So that worked out well. Yeah. Okay, that was yeah. Like All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming and sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you, Esther, for your input. We appreciate you guys listening so much. We ask you to like, subscribe, share, give us some comments on what else you'd like us to talk about, and we'll see you next week.